fantasy overwatch time somewhere in the world. Hey everybody and welcome to the first ever edition of the Neighborhood Watch Podcast, keeping your Overwatch fantasy team safe. I'm your host, Trustful, and today we'll be joined by Clandy, the Hello, manly and himself. welcome to Neighborhood Overwatch. Welcome to our inaugural episode. Today we will be going over a lot of what happened in week one and week two of the Overwatch League season, especially pertaining to Overwatch fantasy. After week one, the New York Excelsior and Vancouver Titans are off to a hot start at 2-0. Toronto and San Francisco both finished their only matches with a W, and the Gladiators, Boston, Dallas, and the Spitfire leave week one's matches winless. From the bottom of the ranking so far, I will say the Gladiators to me looked like a top-tier team and played the Titans incredibly tight all match. I think there's a lot of talent on that roster, and you could see them jump up the leaderboards in the coming weeks. Um, and that kind of brings us to the goal of of this podcast. So our goal is is we're not going to be a show that recaps every single match that we see every weekend. And that's why we waited until after the second week to release this podcast because that first fantasy week was actually weeks one and two. So we didn't want to release the episode just after that first half half of week, essentially. So we are really here to talk about fantasy Overwatch, not just Overwatch League itself. We might pepper in some of our opinions on it, but we won't be going over each individual game. We're really going to be talking about, you know, the the players we see, who we, who we like, players we see that we are not liking and you know, other waivers and trades and other things that pertain to fantasy. Am I missing anything trustful? Just players, stats, waivers. Hella stats. We're going to... Trades. But we w- I will say that all the stats that we get is just from a stats lab there, which uh, only comes out on Tuesdays. And But our analysis of the stats is something you can't get anywhere else. No, that's straight from the heart. And you're going to really want to hear it. You're going to really want to hear it. That's why you're here. So we thank you for listening, and uh, that's our you know quick little introduction. And uh, I think we're gonna jump right in. How you feel about it? Feel good. All right. So why don't you introduce our first segment? Clicking heads. Clicking heads. All right. That is one something that you like to hear when it's your guy who's clicking heads, but something that you don't want to hear when. Your guys' heads getting clicked. So Clicking Heads is going to be our first segment, and we're going to talk about the uh, top performers of the week, uh, just by the numbers and by um, what we saw as well. Trustful, you want to start us off, or you want me to, to, to weigh in a little bit first? You can go into it. I'm going to, I'm going to start off by highlighting um, a few DPS players who who I thought really impressed in week one. And was, again, like I mentioned before, week one is week one and two. So we're, we're talking about all the way with the Dallas and New York homestand, but as well as the Philadelphia homestand. And in that first homestand, he only got to play one match, um, but striker on San Francisco shock. He put up 138.47 points. That is remarkable for just playing one match, 50 minutes. He had a nice matchup, like, you know, but they swept they swept the Dallas field, so he only had three games to put up 138.47 points. That's 
That's that's the guy who he was the top scorer DPS this week, so he's the easy guy to. Is that in our scoring format too? That is in our scoring format. That we is. do we do uh, minus one for death. Yes, which highnoon.gg does not. So their scores are a little bit higher, but other than that, I think that those scoring, uh, I think scoring is just about the same. Other than that, um, striker over his he played for fifty minutes, five zero under an hour. He had one hundred seventeen eliminations, fifty six final blows. Only 24 deaths, 44,000 hero damage, and capped it off with, you know, 1,300 uh, healing as well, which is, you know, nice for a point. You can hear our third co-host in the background, too. That is... That's no, Baby. Baby that, Logan. That's Baby, Baby Logan. We might be bringing Baby Logan in for her takes in a little while, too. But anyway, Stryker on that DPS slot it, uh, with the San Francisco Shock um, really, in my opinion, uh, really was... Had, you had to be happy with that performance if you were able to play him, especially considering the other DPS situation with San Francisco. Uh, Trustful, you got a guy you want to uh, talk about a top performer? Yeah, I want to talk a little about Bird Ring. He's somebody I picked up after the top tier uh, DPS players, but I think he's going to be a real solid play all year. The Gladiators looked really good. They played Vancouver very well. Just one match also, just like yep. my guy Stryker was talking about. And I think that could uh, potentially be a contending team this year. But uh, Bird Ring looked really good. Played a lot of Reaper. Reaper seemed to be pretty uh, highly played in this meta, at least for week one. And I don't believe he was the most played hero. May, May had to be. Well, so, for, for DPS, it's got to be May. I don't see him going anywhere in the next week or two, mm -hmm. at least, because McCree and May were so highly played, too. But uh, he killed it at Reaper. Uh, he had 64 kills, only 17 deaths. That equals a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of freaking points. Burns, burns, burns. But uh, he also played McCree pretty well. Um, and he got to get in there as Tracer a little, which I'm very happy to see. 15 Elims as Tracer. Um, I do, do like to see that. That's pretty good. How many minutes? Do you see the minutes there? Only six minutes? Six minutes at Tracer, 15 Elims. That's not bad. That's not bad. Tracer's not being played heavy, heavy minutes. Tracer's coming in for... That's like, what's for that, two and a half? Two and a half per uh, death? Yeah, it's pretty not bad. 5,000 here. It's not the same numbers as, as he's got here with Reaper, especially... You're not going to get the same damage numbers and stuff for, as Tracer, but yeah. you can get the kills, and it's exciting to watch, and it's going to help the team win games. Helping the team win games means you're going to play. Most of the time. Get those minutes in. Get the minutes. So I think Bird Rings, his seat is going to be pretty uh, well established there in the starting six. I think he's going to put up some numbers, and I think he's got a good grasp on uh, a lot of the heroes that are going to be used in the meta this year with the 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Clandy the Manly, do you have any other uh, players you want to talk about this week? So we both... Talked about a DPS position, and I do feel DPS, at least in a few of the drafts that I was in, was highly valued, high, more highly valued than other other positions. And when you're watching the stream, you get a lot of DPS, so it's easy to be watching and saying like, "Oh, my guy's killing it," but you don't always get to see those tanks and those supports who are putting up crazy points. And one guy, you know, I already talked about Striker on San Francisco, but I'm going to keep on the same team, and I want to talk about Trey Holbin. 
And my guy, Troy Hoban, I thought a, a lot of people said I reached for him in our draft. I, I took him pretty early. I secured him because I knew, especially early on without hero pools where we could play as much diva as, as you want, he's going to go in there and he's going to put up a lot of stats. And he did. He came in, he played, you know, uh, what is it? He played 50 minutes. So again, just like... Just like Stryker, he only had the one match this week, which is also nice because then with the only one, only the one match, your stats are just your stats like that. If you have match, if just the way that it works on fantasy, in case you were, were were curious, if you have a match on Saturday and Sunday, they combine all your stats for both days and then they take them all and they divide them by two because you played over the course of two days. Since Troy Hoban and um, Stryker, like I said, only played that one, they do have that that advantage of just getting those stats and 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 not having to worry about any kind of dividing. But let's see, Joe Ben had 123 Elims. He only had 19 deaths. 123 Damn. to 19. He put up 31,000 damage and somehow with Diva he had four healing. That might be a mistake. But he you know, those are some crazy stats. 123 Elims, 39 final blows with only 19 deaths. He was just staying in there. And when you're staying in there and you're playing all the time, then you're gonna it's gonna equal fantasy points. So Trehoban is a must-start. Every time he's there, you play him. Doesn't matter who the matchup is, doesn't matter if it's tasty or not, he's gonna be playing, he's gonna look good. So I was talking about a tank, and I'm curious if uh if my guy Trustful here has a tank that he'd like to talk about. I do. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're quite welcome. Bomb on your mom while she's watching the kids. <laughs> We're going to talk about hop. <laughs> yeah. I Throwing those that. hop bombs all over the place. Hot bombs. Damn. He was making D.Va look like a DPS character out there. I got to be honest. It was fun to watch. I think he's my favorite player right now after week one. And as he self-proclaimed, there's a new big boss in town. There's a new big boss in town. It's nice to see, if you're a New York fan, to see the new guy come in and crush like that. They might have had two easy matches, but Hoppe had 176 elims, only 25 deaths, and 51,000 damage. But that was over the course of two matches an hour and 24 minutes. He was the fourth highest ranked tank with 101.3 fantasy points this week. I know Hoppa can play D.Va. I would be a little worried if, uh, with the character pools, if D.Va gets pulled. I'm not sure what his value is outside of playing D.Va on, on New York, but I know this. When D.Va's out there, he's out there. That's something that's, you know, everyone's going to be, everything's going to change with hero pools, but it's going to be something to monitor with a lot of players. Same with Trojoban, who I, you know, I think is versatile enough to play something else. I also believe that with Hoppa, but New York's had a deep roster. Their roster their roster's big. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. I will say this though, as exciting as New York's roster is, and they have some pretty deep players, it was nice to see Hoppa. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. Especially after they lost Mecco <laughs> to Houston. Who's probably not too happy after this weekend. Nope. Anyway, um all right, so we And Clandy's a Houston fan. <laughs> Clandy is a Houston fan. Yes, yes. We'll put that out of the way in episode one. Thank you. Thank you. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Cowboys. Um, all right, so we touched on two DPSs. We touched on two tanks. Um, and I think that we would be remiss to not touch on supports. 
And I know you're a particular fan of a certain guy who I see here at the top. Who would be on your fantasy team against me this week? Who was the top scoring support this week? Aim God. Aim God. More like Aim Squad, because he's on both of my fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wrote him high this week. Uh, Washington, I thought, looked pretty good. All in all, strong match against Houston. Thank you, mm-hmm. to say the least. They played Philly pretty well. They did play Philly pretty well. But, uh... In our league scoring, uh... God was good for 130.4 fantasy points, playing mostly Anna at an hour and 21 minutes almost. Which, it looks like Anna is in the new meta. Anna's squarely in the middle. I feel like good, squ- time. good squads mm-hmm. are... Lucio, Anna, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe a little Bap. You get a little Bap, you get a little more, you get a little, a little Brig sometimes, too. A little Brig. I didn't... I don't. I haven't looked at particularly the stat. What was played. But I felt like when Brig was run, it was mostly on the losing side. Could be wrong. I know Anna was big. Yeah. Anna was definitely big this week. It's, I think especially with these top support scores like you know aim guy's number one and he had 101 limbs 34 deaths 23 hero damage 100,000 healing it's nice the support that i want to talk about is crimzo because crimzo is actually a guy who may not may only not be in your starting lineup but may not even be on your bench crimzo is a support on the dallas fuel and he had the luxury of playing for an hour and 52 minutes last week where, you know, that's just a lot of time. But he, like Aimgod, Aimgod put up 130.7 points and Crimson put up 130.5 points. So that was good for the second, high, the second highest score out of all of our supports uh, from this week. Um, let me look at Crimson here. Crimson had 148 elims, 66 deaths. So it's, you know, all these sets are a little bit higher just due to him almost playing for two hours. 54,000 hero damage and 124,000 healing. Like I said, I'll remind you, 130.5 fantasy points. Those supports, if if you're familiar with, with fantasy football, the, the, the supports to me are similar to your running back position where you want to shore up, you want to get these top guys who, like you were saying, are playing and are putting out those serious healing numbers. You can, you can feel comfortable with with Lucio Mains, uh, if if there are bye weeks coming up or if you're not sure about a certain matchup, a matchup might be really tough and you might want to pick up a guy who plays Lucio because he's just gonna put in those he's gonna put in that those minutes to, to, to get those points, but his output is just not gonna be nearly as high as these top supports who are playing Anna and uh, sometimes Baptiste too. I know Alarm who scored one hundred and twenty six fantasy points was playing a lot of Baptiste, I believe. Um so those are a few guys who we thought we should highlight just as, as top performers from week one and two, constituting all of fantasy week two. We missing anyone that you want to touch yeah, on? Yeah, we got to talk about one more. Who is it? Architect. Architect. I didn't want. To, I didn't. I couldn't bring him up because Listed. I already brought up. I was already bringing up the whole San Francisco Sharks roster as DPS. Listed as DPS. Playing healer. Playing healer. And fucking. Killing it. He did play very well. I do feel... I don't know how it's going to work if they're going to switch his roles for the fantasy platforms. Yeah. But 
Either way, I don't think it matters. I think the ability to play DPS and healer puts him in most games, at least certain maps and situations. This week was just a ton of time. They had him in all the time. Yeah, he played but, the whole the whole. He only played one match, so he had, like same thing with Schreiker and Trioben, yeah. where he just had that whole. But in the future, they obviously have other DPS and stuff that want that can play and healers that can play over him. But I think the fact that he's so versatile and looks so good at Anna. Played a lot of Anna, just like these other guys that we're talking about. You know, he's played 40, 49 minutes as Anna and what was something like 22, 53 seconds, just under a minute as Moira, probably. I don't know when that, I don't remember when that was, but uh, Anna, you know, in, in just that 49 minutes, 15,000 hero damage, 45 healing. I feel like he was dropping some sleeps this week, too. He might have been, I think he was dropping some sleep darts, which unfortunately does not find its way into fantasy Overwatch. It does into fantasy, uh, or into Overwatch rosters, though. Start does not Overwatch rosters. It doesn't earn yourself playing time, for, sh for certain. Well, absolutely. Architect must definitely, of course, crush it this week, too, like, a lot of the San Francisco Shark, they are very, 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 very good. They're very good. Very good. It's almost like they won it all last year. They took a shit. Almost like they <laughs> did. Um, real quick, before we move on, while we're still keeping it positive wanna, here. Do you want to be a Shark fan? It's not too late. No, 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 I can't do that. Are you sure? Come on, come on, come on. No. I, cool. I think you're a Shark fan. Pretty cool. Color scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a Shark fan? You heard it here. Trustful's a Shark fan now. I, I didn't say that. Buy him some merch. I didn't say that. <laughs> Trust me, who's your favorite team? I'm not sure. <laughs> you want my spiel? No, we don't need a spiel yet. What? Oh, wait, give us a spiel. Give us a spiel. spiel Let's, hear. One. Let's hear the spiel. Spiel okay. it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you asked. Going into season one, I wanted to be a New York Excelsior fan, but none of my friends watch Overwatch League except for myself. And then I got like a couple friends to play Overwatch with me, and they watched Overwatch League just a little bit. But New York was fucking awesome. So I couldn't go and say to everybody, oh, I'm a New York fan, because then everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, because they're fucking nasty, right? But, and then obviously they didn't win the championship, so that... First two years yep, in. Is what it is. So I couldn't be the fan of them anymore. So I decided I should probably find a new team. Season two, I'm a big DeFran fan, watch his streams, think he's funny as hell, great player. So I was like, hey, he's going to be on Atlanta. I'll be an Atlanta fan then. So, start watching Atlanta. DeFran's like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'll make more money streaming. So, I'm gone. And I was like, oh, that sucks because this is the only reason I decided <laughs> I wanted to be a Rain fan. So, now what do I do? And I'm like, oh, this new Vancouver team is pretty cool. Contenders play well together. You cool know, colors. Cool, great, great uh, yeah. emblems. Haxel's not a guy we're talking about right now, but Haxel's but he's on fire. also yeah. on my team. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. So I couldn't be a Vancouver fan anymore either because they were too freaking good and everybody would have said I'm a front runner again. So. You know where there's room for you? I'm here now. Just wondering what team I should be a fan of. I can give you a team that you could root for. Oh, wait, That I wait, promise I might nobody. Be back on nobody. Because they did lose two championships okay, in a row. Okay, so. So it's not like totally front running anymore. Right, right, right. And I kind of didn't want to be the fan of them. I, I, I'm a New York Giants fan of so, football, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Just lost all our listeners. <laughs> Maybe you should be a pressing fan. I have a soft spot for Excelsior too because that's where um, I would go to 
watch when hopefully later this season we'll be able to get out to a game and uh, I think New York is a place that would be a lot of fun to go to a lot of fun to go see that team um, oh but what I was saying I was saying I almost forgot I can think I don't of, even remember what we were talking about we were talking about your favorite team I can think of a team that you could jump on the ship right now and absolutely no one would accuse you of being a bandwagon See, fan because the they're thing good. About it, though, because they're good. They're not good. This team. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't be a fan because Jake, <laughs> Jake's calling. Yeah. And I was a big Jake guy. That ain't cool, Matt. Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Yeah. You never, you never want to do. See, that. I just, I just looked up this. To, I know we're moving on here, but uh, Axel, just because I, I remembered him, you know, having some awesome plays as Genji. Played twenty-one minutes as Genji. Now. Oh wait. Forgot to tell you, yeah. I also liked Philly Fusion season one. They're also really good. They look really good. Fraggy is the man. Mm. Not there anymore. Rest in peace, Fraggy. They did you so dirty. That's rough. But man, did I like watching him play Winston. That was a lot of fun. All your favorite players are well, they're gone. They hate that, me. That's what that's what happens in esports too. Your guys I feel like don't that's an esports thing. Yeah. It's, it's not like football. Your guy can be around. I mean, football players can die off quick too, but. A little higher, a little, yeah. little longer shelf life. Um, but Haxel played twenty-one, almost twenty-two minutes of Genji, which oh, we, yeah. we didn't see love too, too much. Love watching Genji. the Genji. Yeah, I love watching it too. Blades. Ten ults used. Blades. Ten ults used. Blades. Blades all the. Blades of glory. Critical hit kills five, but um, he was just crushing it. He was just a lot of fun to watch. Haxel uh, play. Let's move on. Uh, we got. Oh, I want to say one more thing. Our top overall. So this is not ranked by. This is not ranked by <laughs> DPS or support or tank. This is just right in order. And I'll give you quick just uh, the position that they that they're playing too, in case in case you need a refresher. So number one total score from weeks one and two. Striker, DPS for the shock. Number two overall. Choi Hoban, tank for for the San Francisco Shock. Number three overall, Aim God, support for the Washington Justice. Number four, Crimzo, support for the Dallas Fuel. Number five, Kariv. 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 Number five, Kariv. Some say Khaled, some say Khalid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> support support Kariv. for the Toronto Defiant. Number six, Alarm, support for the Philadelphia Fusion. Number seven is Birdring, DPS for the Los Angeles Gladiators. Number eight is Moth, which was a surprising one for me, actually. He was uh, sitting there on my bench. Moth is number eight. David didn't surprise you. Moth is number eight. Um, another member of San Francisco, Shock. Jeez. So I think good. Shock's going to be good. Support. Um, you know really. what, though? Hot take. You know what, though? <laughs> Decay. Uh-huh, Dallas. Doha. Yeah. Those guys killed it. Those guys, they play well. They killed it. They Dallas play didn't well. look too good, though, so I don't know what the deal is with that. They look good for, I mean, they put a, it's, it's for fantasy, it's not fantasy about wins. It's not about wins. It's just, it's fantasy. just you know, just it still happens with San Francisco. I think they're going to give you both. Anyway, number nine was Shaz, the uh, support for the Los Angeles Gladiators. You notice a lot of Los Angeles Gladiators on there, too. And uh, finally, number 10 was Space. Again, Los Angeles Gladiators. He's their tank. Um... So you see three mm, three really gladiators did, on I really there. did like watching space. They they only played that one match and they played him tough. Uh good diva. They look good. He played Winston a little too. He might have. He might have. I'm, I'm I don't remember. Which I love watching Winston. Me Just too. so you guys know, first love of mine. 
Winston. Winston. That was my first Winston. favorite player. He was actually the first hero I played too, but I didn't. That was the first hero I, I played. Died. Just the first. Who's the first hero you played? Lucio. Lucio. I feel like most first and last. Because yeah. you could get your friends on, and they're like, I was oh, shown. Man, I was. I was shown really Winston. Just being a heal or aerial healer too. Right. Yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. Don't die. Exactly. Anyway, um, cool. That it. That is clicking heads. Um, we're gonna move on to. We're gonna move on to. Lucio's bad beats. <laughs> That's better. That's better. Drop the beats. Dropping something because these these players we're talking about here either poor performance or did not play or just yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are the guys. You know, you're not so happy if you played them. Um, I want to start with a few did not plays because a few of these guys screwed me. The DNP. The, let's, the, hit, let's hit the DNP list. The DNP list. Let's go through. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop me if there's someone that you want to talk about. Okay. Let's just hit the big ones. All right. So for me, a big one was Libero because I put him in. Mm -hmm. he, I I kind of skimped on my DPS mm -hmm. and went support, support and uh, tank heavy. I was like, oh, Libero's a you know wily veteran. He plays on a good squad. He has two games week one. Surely they'll put him in on one. Surely they did not. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna. I think he screwed a lot of people. You drop him, you keep him. I mean... It's a long season, you could always try to get to him me, again. At this point in time, uh, Overwatch fantasy rosters are pretty small. Yeah. Benches are pretty small. If you need somebody, pick somebody up. Yep. Drop whoever. Right? At this point, I'm willing to drop anybody. If I think somebody on the waiver wire looked good enough, which we'll talk about later. We will talk about that. But these are some guys here, these guys that didn't play, that, you, that may be candidates for looking for one of these waiver guys. Um, who do you see here for, for some of these did not did not play? Violet Violet screwed everyone over. He's like a top five overall pick, top I think he went, three. I think he went number two, number or no, one or two. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. And guess what? Zero playing time. Zero playing time for the for the shock, and that and that is maybe maybe why Moth surprised me that he got all that playing time. He got fifty minutes. He played all three all three maps, and Violet didn't play at all. You know who the big one was though. We talked about him earlier. Architect. Architect took a spot. Arch oh, that's for true. For this week, week one. That's right, that's right. Because I have him listed here as DPS, but he was in there healing. It's not a bad idea. That's tough. You know, it's good. It's good Deeps, for those. It's good for those. Name. It's good for those guys. Yeah, it's good for those guys that they that they are versatile. But it's hard to, sometimes to when you got a stud like Violet. Well, it's also something to think about. Yep. Like we talked about Architect earlier, he could always be taken out by Violet. He was a top performer last yep. season. Violet is not a guy that I would drop to. No, wouldn't drop him. No, keep him. Also, uh, a few guys that did not play EQO for Philly uh, DPS just didn't just didn't need him. Um, and then Linkser and Dante, both on Houston, those two TPSs, who... I don't think it would have helped, to be honest. If you ask him, Houston... be honest. You know what? I don't think it was going to help much. Uh, I don't know either. Linkser is, is, is a pretty good hitscan player, and Blase has some skills. I like Blase. Blase... I don't know how well he played this week. I started Blase this week. And how did you? I didn't see his stats. 30, 30 points, great. not great. Didn't look great. I'll tell you this. Not great. Let's see. Blase had 33.92 points. A lot of deaths there. I'm not going to put all the underachieving on uh, Houston players themselves. I think the coaching could have could have went a little better. That's a that's something. Probably should have switched off of Brig Lucio after one or two matches. Yeah, right. That's for for, for for fantasy's sake, too. Come on, give us some points. I know, right? Sorry, Anna. 
You know, I'm actually. I, I read something that was that was talking about how how Blase is actually a a projectile specialist, and that he actually plays a really good Anna. And I'm not going to be surprised if just like we saw Architect crush some Anna. I would not be surprised to see the uh, Blase jump in there. However, they have a pretty strong. Deep, I mean, in my opinion, pretty strong support line. I like Rockus and I like uh, Repel, who who were split in time already. So, but um, actually, on my underachievers list, I have basically the entire Houston roster. And it's like there's not there's not a lot to glean from it. These the guys who played a lot of minutes didn't even put up a lot of stats, especially for playing two matches. They were short matches. Those they were, were short, short matches. Those were some short matches. Yeah, tell me about it. They played. They played two. How many? How much time did they have? They played two, but it was only an hour. I will say. 11. Side note. Yeah. Something to look at in the future. If shitty teams play really good teams, they're gonna get stopped. It's not. It's worth. Not it. gonna get a lot of playing yeah. time. Not gonna get a lot of points when you're getting stopped. But when shitty teams play other shitty teams, I can smell some overtime. So you hear that Florida fans trustful saying that your team is good whoa, whoa. Florida, because Florida did well. They did do well. And you hear to hear you heard it here first because he's saying Florida looks good. When a shitty team, I'll tell you this, aka Houston, I'll tell you this, they have more <laughs> team cohesion than Houston. Yeah, I, I know. Wait, my dick has more team cohesion. Do they, do they even speak the same language on in, that team in Houston? Hmm. I don't know whether it's speaking. Didn't seem like it. Didn't seem like it. A few other guys that didn't play. Fury was a was a was a high pick for a lot of people. The Philly tank, he didn't get any time, um, which was okay with me because I picked up Poco last minute and slotted him in there for a quick 81, 81.97 points, which is which was complete luck because I was thinking Fury was at least gonna. I thought Fury was gonna play more than than uh, Poco, but didn't didn't play at all. Ugh. Unco. Unco. Is he on your roster? Listen. Listen. <laughs> let me just let me just start. Let me just start at the beginning. Where it all began. If you're sick, like you better be shitting your fucking pants or vomiting all over yourself. If you're not gonna fucking play. Seriously. Like flu? Was it the flu? Do you know? And that's what that's what it that's what Did it, you say flu? I had flu-like symptoms, at least. Ugh. That shit gets tossed around. Flu-like symptoms. No fucking, if I got a runny nose, that's a flu-like symptom. <laughs> I got a runny nose I right now. I feel a little bit warm. Flu-like symptoms. Catch me podcast. A little sinus headache. A little something-something. <laughs> flu-like symptom. I mean, I get it. Week one, first match, you don't have to show up. I'm not going to argue that he had to show. But, one... I wish Overwatch would notify us a little more. A little ahead of time. Like, they know this shit. Tell us. This is how you're going to get fans. Tell us that people aren't playing so we can set our damn rosters. Eh, any whom. Any whom. Let's move fuck on to... You, Co. Fuck <laughs> you, seriously, fuck you. There's a few others. Uh, Hamden, no, Bianca, Brussin, all tanks for Paris, New York, and Boston. Uh, retrospect, you know, respectively, uh, all didn't play either. Seems like with New York's gonna be so far tough to tough to tell who's gonna play, who's not. I know we talked about it, A squads and B squads, with them possibly. So something to monitor if you uh, if you're rostered any of those players. I'll tell you this: if they're playing a shitty team, coming into the early middle of the season, 
Might want to bank on more of those B-line players. Yeah, you and might. Those are going to iron themselves out sooner than later. And I guess, you know, I was thinking Libero was A-line, but, you know, it must be, you know, the other, their DPS line was playing really well, so. You know what else? They are just killing it. If it's not yeah. broke, don't fix it. That's that's a good point. Um, all right, the the rest of this, of the of the bad beats here, are a few underachievers. So guys who did play, but maybe didn't play as much as, as we wanted them to, or or played, you know, a bunch and just didn't put up these stats. Uh, I want to start off by highlighting um, the entire Houston roster, but most definitely... Mecco? Mecco, yeah. I mean... It, it is a big acquisition for him. I know he's a good player. Played well. He's a good player. I've watched him I'm not, play well. I'm not trying to say he's not a good player. They just, with with what, he 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 played for like an hour and 11 minutes, an hour and 12 minutes, put up 37 fantasy points. I mean, that's mo barely more than Blase, who I'm also kind of disappointed with. He killed it on New York. Muma, yeah. Which, Muma hey, died a lot. That, maybe that means that uh, team structure matters a little. I think it means coaching matters. I think you touched coaching on it matters, before. It's yeah. big. Um, trustful, why don't you start us off with um, these first two underachievers I got here, because I believe that they're both on your roster. Oh, Sinatra and Rascal? They subbed in for each other. Worse than that. I started <laughs> both of them in started one league due to some bye weeks and... Things of that nature, and I figured, oh, they're both only playing one game. I'm not really sure how much they'll both play. Studs. But my choices were limited based on the fact I had some Chinese players and uh, some buys, and there's only three-man bench. So I just said, fuck it. You know what? Rascal's pretty good. I like him a lot. I know Sinatra's good. Yeah. So maybe I'll just start them both, see what happens. And it didn't work out. I think I'll be losing to Clandy, actually, week one, coincidentally, in our fantasy league. Clandy will take the both. dub. Clandy lucked out with oh, Jose over Dante. We do a flex also. spot in our league, yep. by the way. Yep, yep, yep. So it's two DPS, two supports, two tanks, and then one that can be any one of the three. flex utility. Yep, yep. Which I like. That's it's Me a little too. Probably should be starting supports. Yeah, supports. supports or good matchups. They I mean, tend to score more points than supports. They do. Um, another underachiever, there's there's actually um, two I'd like to highlight on the floor of mayhem. Uh, Gargoyle is the Actually, the I got to talk, talk about Sinatra a little more. All right, let's go through some Sinatra. And Rascal, really. Just because just Sinatra being the MVP, I feel like we should spend a little time talking about the poor performance. Not that he played poorly. He played well. Like, the team won. Team looked good. For fantasy purposes, he didn't put up many points. So Sinatra played for for the stats at 21 minutes, and then Rascal subbed in for him, played 29 minutes between the two of them, around 50 minutes. Not a th I think they went, was that 3-0? Yeah. Three yeah. games, right? That's yeah. It. yeah, three maps. There'll be better games in the future, two, two match weeks. Um, I think he'll put up more points, but he did spend most of his time, or all of his time, really, playing May and Doomfist. And a little bit of Tracer, which I like to see. Love seeing the Tracer. Um, but May isn't a character that I remember him playing a ton of. I don't know that he's the best May in the world, but um, I know he's nasty at Doomfist, which I like seeing him swap to the Doom when May wasn't working out. He did that a bunch. I think there's going to be, honestly, I think there's going to be a lot more Doomfist in his future, a lot more Tracer. Um, May's in the meta right now, and Sinatra's mm -hmm. a great player, so ipso facto, He'll play him when he needs Sinatra's to. playing May <clears throat> just because they want him out there, and he has the ability to swap to a lot of other things, but 
I know that he can also play a good McCree and Widowmaker too, and I know he can also play Genji. So I'm excited to see what the uh, what the future holds for Sinatra. Uh, I wouldn't look into the, the poor week one too deeply. Too deeply. Yeah. I would. I'd, I I think better things are to come. I still project him to be a top five, top ten overall uh, DPS player for sure. I'm with you there. Don't drop. Don't drop Sinatra just because one one week. Rascal's a pretty good flex uh, DPS. He can play a lot of things well, which is why I ended up drafting him and playing him with Sinatra, figuring that maybe he'd get a flex role, which he did, and he played May. So it's weird to see Rascal and Sinatra play May, I guess just because that's what the meta is right now, when both of them are such good McCrees and Ganges, and uh, they tend to play like a lot of those like Tracer, like kind of good flank, DPS heroes really well, so I think in the future they'll probably play a little bit more of those, and uh, and I think uh, I think Rascal plays a pretty good ferret too. So if we see any of those pharmacy comps coming up in the future, he might get some playing time. We saw just a little bit. I forget who it was who was playing just a little bit. I lo I just love seeing different comps. I'm I'm just a big fair. I'm just a big fan of seeing different heroes. So that's why what you're talking about. That's why Overwatch League's been. It has. Sure. It's been an interesting two weeks so far. Um, that's well, why I like seeing Doomfist. If Stryker's going to kill it like he's been killing it, it's probably going to leave less room for subbing, subbing out. So maybe Rascal goes down the rankings a little bit. You might see. And, and like we were talking about, don't forget about Architect. Architect, isn't, it may not True. play support the entire year. True. They got they got a lot of DPS on that They're, roster. You know, that's why... My advice would be, they have the talent. Trey Hoban. They have the talent. <laughs> I would start Sinatra, Architect, and Striker for sure. Mm. Every week right now until it irons itself out. Rascal, in the next few weeks, you're going to have a better idea what his role is on the team. Mm. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, so that, those are a few. That, those are the some San Francisco Shock underachievers as that DPS line. I want to highlight a few Florida players of Florida Mayhem. Um, Gargoyle is their off tank, and I, he looked good. He did look good. He, he Stats looked, weren't there. I didn't see him. Nah, they, for 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 sixty minutes, sixty eight points, sixty eight point two four for the sixty minutes. It's okay. It's not bad. Thought he looked all right. He did look all right, and you know, importantly for them as a team, they they were able to to find some success, and they were able to to really run through, run through uh, the the outlaws. They they you know ran to the buzzsaw on their second match with uh, Philly, but he had 115 elims and only 14 deaths. That sounds great, but only 35,000 uh, hero damage. And then, again, that got split up over two days. That's for one hour. So, you know, all those points got divided by two because he played on Saturday and Sunday. He did not play for the entirety of the Florida Mayhem. He was subbed, you know, I, I believe... Kills were there, though. Kills were there, and you, you know what? If you play in a lot of other uh, league structures where you don't... Subtract points for deaths, which a lot of leagues don't don't do that. He would have had a pretty solid week. But for for the for the mayhem looking as good as they did, and for having such a weak opponent in in Houston, maybe they're too weak. Did they just roll through too fast? He was not a top five tank, and you know the the, the, the number five top tank was Beast on on Toronto. He scored one hundred points, and uh, Guard goes way down there at sixty eight. So, you know, do I do? Am I going to bench him? No. Am I going to think twice if I have another guy who has a tastier matchup? Yes, that's that's where I am with Gargoyle, and the same with Ganga uh, Gangam Jin. 
Gangnam Jin, uh, also on Florida, is their support. You know, played about the same minutes as Gargoyle, played about an hour, 60 minutes, and he put up 66.02 points. So, again, is that the worst underachiever? No. But it, couldn't he be doing better? And and did I think when I looked at these stats on Tuesday that a few of these Mayhem players were going to have better stats? I did. I thought they were going to be a little bit out there. I was a little bit disappointed. I think Philly's a really good team, though. Philly's a really good team. And like I said, Houston might be just that bad that you can't even score that many points on them because they... Carpe just popped the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a few other guys here. Say, uh, Saya player on also in Florida only played twenty three minutes, but in the twenty three minutes he only put up twelve point eight seven points. So he might not be a guy that you're looking for, except if you're looking through some of these buys uh, with the Chinese team in Chinese teams or some of these other players. Like you know anyone if you if you're rostering Atlanta players they don't play. I think until March, and I'm, I'm not even sure when their first game is, but not for a minute. And they don't play this week. It's rough. A hot minute. So those are our underachievers. Those are our... Start Lucio's off. bad beats. Lucio's bad beats. Guys, drop the beat. Let's move on to our, our next segment. When faced with a setback, we must challenge our assumptions. What is what is what does this mean? It means you hit the block, the waiver wire. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go, ads drops, baby. So a few of these guys are gonna, you know, you you heard us talk about before because they were just crushing it. They were. I got a, I got a rule too. We yeah. Talk about the rule. Let's hear it. Some people are new to fantasy. Yep. Maybe they're just converting to Overwatch fantasy. Yep. Doesn't just matter. watching. Yep. This is true of every fantasy sport. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Scared money don't make money. That's true. You, you gotta get, make the moves. Don't get, be the guy. Don't just sit. I would rather be upset that I dropped a player that someone else got that ended up being good than I didn't take the chance on a player that I really liked. Yeah. I thought was gonna be good. I saw him sitting there, but I was too scared to make the pick and someone else got him. Absolutely. And there's there's a lot to think about when you make a waivers too. These could be a short term waiver for this week, like picking up Dante. Every win counts. Every win counts. So sometimes you gotta drop someone. Who sometimes you gotta drop BB for to pick up fucking there we go. Poco. There we just go. Just to try to win week one. Yeah. Sometimes and, you gotta. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you get burned by it. Sometimes but you know what? You're definitely gonna get burned work. if you're if you're playing these. Sometimes guys. you pick up Boombox and Dante. How the, how many minutes did those guys play? A total of zero. <laughs> if you multiply all the hours they played by infinity, it'd still be zero. It'd still be zero. <laughs> yeah, Boombox are not a surprise. But I thought we were gonna see a little bit of Dante though, especially having two two maps and especially seeing a poor showing from Blase on day one. But hey, we didn't. Might have been better for Blase's stats too. <laughs> yes, what it is. Um, so a few waivers here. You're gonna hear us uh, talk about that are you know. No brainers like these guys. You gotta go for. We didn't get to talk about Xy. Um, oh, he looked for good. DPS. He was he number good. three. Sorry, number four. Topped uh, top DPS with one hundred twelve point four uh, po- fantasy points, playing an hour and twenty five minutes. And again, Xy, which is spelled X Z I, um, he plays for the Paris Eternal, and they played two matches on week one. They played pretty well, but Xy played. Very well. He was just he was he himself was clicking heads. Phenomenal. Yeah, he he didn't make it onto that number two, but if Xy's in your league, he is, I believe, number one ad for this week. I think that he is. Think so? Yeah, I do. I do. 
because he in in other things I've looked at, he's not really on anyone's roster. It's almost a good point. Yeah, but I would probably still say that DPS players that are getting minutes, yeah, are probably still easier to come by, and on a regular basis won't put up as many points. That's true. As a solid true. support. So it's true. You, if you're looking for supports, I I covered my supports. But I'm I'm also thinking about my team where my support I feel pretty strong, but my DPS I could really use an XE over Libero zero points. Mm, true. But um, we gonna say something. Uh, you want my my uh? You got a waiver? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. You will hear it as soon as I uh, look at my uh, handy dandy waiver wire here. You, you looking at FT God? FT God is on there. Paris as well. Also Paris. What positions do you play? Support. Support. Played a lot of Lucio. So. You know what? I noticed the theme. Lucio's right now in this meta and for fantasy, getting points, getting heals, getting some kills. It's not as ideal as if you're getting a really clutch on a player, but there's just not as many of those to high go floor, around. Though. High, high floor, though. High floor player. You put, you if put you're looking for a high minutes. floor player, somebody who's going to... Right now, I can tell you, Lucio's seem to be getting the play time, and they're getting a high floor of points for your team. And so. the good ones, when you get a good map, you get those environmental kills, too, which you know, just boosts up. Each one is a point. Each environmental kill, that's a that's a, that's a a kill. You know, That's one point right there. Bing, bang. Bing, bang. I want to highlight another DPS player that um, I've noticed has been on waiver wires as well, and that is KSP. KSP plays for the Los Angeles the Los Angeles Valiant, and he plays DPS like I said, and he put up 112.2 points last week. They went one and one. I hate that KSF and KSP. KSF and KSP one. is pretty confusing, but once you get it right, they're but they're also also KSP played McCree most of the time, author. right? Correct. KSP played McCree most of the time, I believe. But you know, I can look that up right now. But um, both of those both guys, really good. both of those guys, KS, KSP really maybe good. put up maybe about twelve to fifteen more fantasy points, I, I believe, this week um, than KSF did. So that's what's leading me to believe that he's the one who's playing uh, the hit scan, and the other guys, and uh, KSF is playing May. But I'm gonna look it up right now. The Valiant. KSF was played a lot of May. He played, oh, yeah. he played um, an hour twenty nine of May. He had one hundred fifty nine elims, fifty seven deaths, fifty five thousand hero damage. Two so KSF almost played May in every yes every map. Right. KSP played McCree, Reaper, Widowmaker, and a little bit of Tracer. I like that. He played 54 minutes of McCree, 21 minutes of Reaper, and 20 minutes of Widowmaker. Just just a minute less on Widow than he did on Reaper, and that's good. That's fun to see. It's fun to watch when you get when you're getting 30 38 limbs and 15,000 hero damage. It's good flexibility. It is good flexibility. And I like this is a hit scan meta right now. I it think. is a hit scan meta. So, so those like three that's are. What he's doing. And and he's taken it on range with McCree. He's taken it nice up and close with Reaper, and very you know he's taken his maps that he can. With Widowmaker. So KSP's got to be my number two um, for picking up waivers. Again, I'm really focusing on DPS this week, it feels like. Trustful, you got another another guy that you like on, on these waivers here? Uh, Crimzo is one guy that we mentioned before who... He may not be playing that these kind of minutes that he played... Week week one. But if he is, he's putting up those points. 
Crimson was number two support overall. You know yeah. something? Maybe Big Goose. Big Goose, I like too. Big Goose looked pretty good. He played, I think every. I think he played every map. Was he playing Lucio also? Yep, also a yeah. Lucio player. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Strong heels. I like that too. I like that too. I like Big Goose. I, 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 the more that I watch, the more that I watch the Gladiators, the more that I kind of like the like guys. The like just these different Maybe that's be my team. Maybe that's your team. I like Space a lot too. Space played really well. Yeah. Space and Big Goose could form a really nice tandem though. That's a that's a good one too. That's that and that's a guy that I didn't have on my list. But the the tank that I wanted to highlight, who I've who I had on my waivers, was a uh, beast. The uh, tank on Toronto. Um, he played very well. He was the fifth highest uh, point scorers for tank. I think I mentioned that earlier when talking about gargoyle that B scored. I think exactly 100 points in just 49 minutes. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good clip there for space. Should probably throw not space beast. Should probably throw space a few uh, little sleepers in there too. You got a sleeper? Um, just a couple. Just a couple names. Just like? quick throws. Quick throws. Who are you? Who are you? New York Excelsior. Yep. Yep. And you know they played next week too. He looked pretty solid. This week, I mean. Yep. Played well. Uh, so did say Biobi. Okay. You know New York might have a lot of DPS too, similar it's, to San Fran. It's gonna be hard to decide who's gonna play on a weekly basis. It's tough. You know, I'd keep an eye on both of those guys, see if they one of them doesn't rise to the top and get more playing time. I believe Sabiobi is a nasty tracer. Okay. And if this meta goes to tracer like it did in season one. Love to see it. I think it's possible. Keep your eye out for that. A sleeper that I've got for us this week, um, has gotta be maybe he's not so much a sleeper. Mine probably weren't sleeper either, but that's people know them. That's but. A, I think Corey is a must they player. Corey, Corey, Corey's not Corey's fight. not a sleeper by any means. Um, but I like Stratus too. Stratus brings a lot of energy, and Washington's playing at home this week. Washington's got the homestand, and Stratus showed a lot of personality even just in Philadelphia. I can't wait to see the energy that he feeds off when he's playing at home. So if you're looking for a DPS, Stratus might not be that bad of a of a call this week. Um the other matchups, we got Boston versus Houston this week. So that is a battle of, of uh, I think Houston could win. Just, just say it. Just call it like it is. What I'm going to say is I give Houston a pretty good a pretty good chance in that one. The other game they have is against Excelsior, though, so I don't give them too much of a chance on that one. And we're going to see. So if there's a Houston player that you really like, um, they, they might be due for a bounce back. I don't think that I'm going to have Blase in my lineup this week. You're going to have... Uh, Mecco and yours? Who's he going to play him this week? It's going to be a game-time decision on uh, who I have Boston to start over. plays Boston on Saturday, the February 22nd. He plays New York. Let's go real-time. Real-time example. Let's yeah. see. I'll look right now. This week, I have in the 10-team, starting lineup would be Haxel, Carpe, Mm. Carpe plays next week too. He's he's just he's just without probably gesture. Gesture. Yeah, I think I kind of have to start Poco or Mecco. I like Mecco. I think. I think Philadelphia is going to continue on their hot streak. Oh, but they run into Excelsior. That's going to be a good game. I'm excited for that one. Wow. Hmm. Excelsior Philly. I probably will start Mecco. 
Uh, it's tough. It is tough. tough. It's tough. We have a few more days to think about it, but I, I kind, I kind of do like Hughes at least for at least for Honestly, one of the matches. OG looked really good on the Gladiators. I can't remember, but I think he only played one map. I don't. You know, I'm pretty I, sure he only played one map. He I, came in. He I didn't it, mention it, and they pulled him, which kind of sucks because I wanted yeah. to see him play more. He was a big signing for them. Yeah. I, I actually I played him pretty pretty well. They I, I actually had him on underachievers just trade? for thirteen minutes because they, he only played thirteen minutes. They trade. Who did they trade? Did they trade Carpe for him? I am not sure. He's a main tank. I think he might have traded Carpe for him. He was on the fuel. Oh no, it wouldn't have been Carpe then. Maybe it was Decay? I can't remember. It was a big trade though. But. You know, he's another candidate for a bounce back. Some of those other guys that we that we listed in our underachievers, those guys, if you believe in them, they they might be guys that'll that'll bounce back this next week because you know, especially some of these that did not play, some of the ones that were sick, um, they they could be candidates to bounce back. So if you've got a gut feeling, you know, go with your gut feeling. Um, the the last thing that I want to say about waivers is actually going to lead us perfectly into our league leaks. Um, the last thing I want to say about waivers is I've I've been guilty of this myself and seen a lot of other people doing it. There are some quality, quality guys who are getting dropped that are playing on Chinese and, yep. and Korean teams yep. right now. Any team that's, that's out there in that division are currently not playing right now because of coronavirus, which, you know, is, has a huge effect on fantasy. These guys that get extra bye weeks at the beginning of the of the year. It really messes up your whole drafting strategy. Um, but but a lot of guys, I know Jin Mu got dropped in, in our league and very... Maybe BB did. Who knows? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Maybe Clandy already picked him up. No, I didn't. <laughs> Such your waivers, people. Such your waivers. But um, there, just look through. There are some guys um, who I did not drop. Um, leave. I've got leave on the Chengdu Hunters, and I made a point where I really like him this year, and I was like, it's not worth losing him right now to for for a cheap thrill for to, to try to squeak out this win. I've he's a guy that I really believe in. So I kept him there, but if the, you know guys like that are on your waiver wire, go look for them, scoop them, scoop and score. Scoop and score. How do you feel about that? You like the scoop and score? Yeah, I like it. Scoop I and score. Land is for sure. Scoop it and score. Um, all right, let's move into our next topic. Our next topic. So we are just really going to pick a topic that is pertinent to um, Overwatch news, and particularly fantasy news. And the reason I said that my last point with the Chinese teams leads perfectly in is because our last, I mean, our, our league leak is, is talking about coronavirus. Um, it's something that obviously is, goes without saying that it's a much bigger deal that about people's safety, you know, keeping uh, fans, players, and people who, who are helping out at these venues safe is, is the most important thing. Um, but it it's pretty crazy that we haven't seen, we're not going to see a lot of these teams play until March. Um, they did announce that a lot of these matches have been 
rescheduled to the weekend of March 7th and March 8th. Um, Seoul, the Seoul Dynasty will be hosting a homestand. I think the first homestand in China was supposed to be in Shanghai. Um, not 100% on that. They've taken it down off the off the site now. Um, but Seoul, in, on March 7th and 8th, is going to feature the Hangzhou Spark and the Chengdu Hunters and the Seoul Dynasty and the Gangzhou Charge and the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, did I say them already? I said them twice. Um, for the first time this season. You know, we're going to get to see them play some Western teams like the Shock, the Field, the Gladiators, the Titans. Um, but, but any of those players on those teams, we don't even see Shanghai that day. That's crazy. Um, any of those players um, on those teams, you're going to have to wait, you know, just under a month, another two weeks in order for them to play. It's pretty wild. What are your thoughts on coronavirus as it relates to fantasy? Um... Obviously, you like to see people play. Yeah. But you understand that uh, sometimes big pandemics get in the way. <laughs> 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 no, seriously. Gotta keep everybody safe. I don't even know how they can play in the coming weeks. Like, this could be an ongoing issue. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'd like to see. Honestly, like, I know you gotta pick a host and which server you'd use and a lot of technical and things but yeah. like it would be kind of cool just to keep it going to see them play just to have them play online you know on a yeah, on, on a server a, yeah they could even yeah it's just going to be a logistical nightmare if they wanted to move everyone a whole big part of it I feel is very important is having all these guys in the same room creating that in, that that environment that culture of a live sporting event I think I think that I think they're especially leaning into that with home stands um, but it, it is tough it's tough to see a lot of these squads not really getting to play at all and I'm looking forward here and looking forward they still have not been able to uh, reschedule all of these games I don't believe because I'm not seeing a lot of these Chinese teams Again, until week nine. That could be right, though. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to close. We're going to try to close off these uh, these episodes by talking about the the league that we're going to be sponsoring here, too. We are the Moist Boys, and we started Moist Boys 2020, um, which is a league with... Uh, with with the with, with the moist the moistest with the, the finest, moistest of the boys the moistest of the boys the boys finest finest moistest boys, um, and I think what we, we determine is that leader the winner of this league is going to get to pick it has to be their favorite team they get to pick the roster of their favorite team and then we're going to print there we're going to get a custom jersey with their name on the back of it. So when I win, it's a great prize. When I get win, you're going to get a shitty Houston Outlaws. I'm going to get Clandy Outlaws jersey. on it. Nice. It's not shitty, though. It'll look nice. It's badass. They do have really awesome colors. And let's let's see. I bet you that the Houston Outlaws are going to oh, have... Oh, is that so? Are we more, trying to make bets? They're going to have more wins this year than... I'm going to go with... Who do I think they're, they're going to outperform? I think they're going to outperform their... Texas neighbors, Dallas Fuel. You want some action on that? Fuck no. You think Dallas Fuel is gonna win more? Outlaws are. I got the Outlaws, I think baby. Dallas sucks too. 
So, okay. Oh, wait, no, I got you, 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 I got you. I think the Outlaws are going to have more wins on the season than the Los Angeles Gladiators. Take it. All right, purple, Done. purple bet. Done. 10 seconds. Not that 10 seconds. I'm not that confident. Five seconds. I'll go with two and a half seconds. Half. Two and a half seconds. Three purple. seconds. We'll go 30 seconds. Purple number Three. Wow. Let me just see. One Mississippi. Two Mississippi. Oh, God. Three no. Okay. Two. 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 We'll go with the two. Two second purple nurple. He's testing it right now. Okay. Yeah. For those who are in the two. I could do two. <laughs> you know what? I'm so confident I'm going to win three. Three? Three seconds. Three seconds. Houston. Houston's have more. You heard that. That was our... Gladiators v. Outlaws. We spit... Actually, we have to spin our hands first. Oh, oh that's gross. Yeah, that's how moist that was. All right, we don't have to do that. Moist shake. <laughs> <laughs> moist boys. Um, anyway, um, so we're going to close each each episode here uh, recounting uh, the what's going on in the league. Uh, people who are winning, people who are losing, and most importantly, highlighting the mistakes Wait. that people make. Wait. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Let's make sure... People know that they have to wait till fucking Tuesday for all their fantasy teams to update. No live scoring. No live stats. You're not getting it on your fantasy websites. APIs aren't given to you. We're people in real time. We're, uh... Or they're not. We're spoiled by fantasy football. In real time. I don't freaking know. All I know is... Lab, uh... Stats Lab stats Beta. Lab. Beta? Yep. You know what sucks about betas? that they're betas and you know what sucks about being in the third season of something that you're trying to hawk as a major shouldn't be beta anymore yes professional esport league yeah shouldn't be beta by the time the season comes around i'm with you there i'm, I'm with you there. i'm on i'm on the fence on this issue but, but i think we gotta with that being said it works very well it's pretty awesome a lot of stats yeah yeah a lot of stats but you know what St stats save immediately in the game they had stats coming up on the screen, Where like, like everybody. They had, I they would had, love just some quick. I specifically remember it was Aim God. They, they Aim God was crushing it, and they had stats ranking him they in. Know. In they have them. Yeah, they do. They were they were showing us on Saturday on day one where he was ranking. Maybe it's the beginning of day two. Where he was ranking on, I believe healing or elims per ten minutes already. Like that's a stat that that we would love to have. A stat that we would like to see on Saturday and Sunday so that we know who's winning, who's losing these matches. But. What year is it? Of Overwatch League. What year is what it? season? Three. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. means Blizzard and Overwatch League haven't folded yet. Right? That is true. No fold. They're you, still trying to make this work. These They're are still all trying facts. to make it big. Do they want to make money? Um, I'm going to go with a yes. Do they need to make money to survive? Probably not, but they, they what's, do. They, what's they the gotta, number one most important thing that they need to have if they're going to succeed? Fun. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. But what's number two? Um, uh, toxicity is the number two. Yes. <laughs> number two is money. Number two is money. That's what happens when you're you play Overwatch. <laughs> but what is what does the league need to have? Money. It needs money nope. and it needs organization or anything else to succeed. Fans. 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 That's right. Yeah. Fans, because you know where that money comes from. Us. The We're fucking fans. And if you're not giving it. the fans what they want, I'll tell you this: the NFL. It's fucking huge because fantasy is huge and daily fantasy is huge. And the fans love players. And when fans love players, they watch more games. They buy more merchandise. You put more fans in the seat. And that's what Overwatch League will do if they give people stats in real time. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I get it. Appease the ownership. Appease the players. Balance the game. I get it. There's a lot of work to do. There's tons of things that go into that. But you know what? Fucking hire some more developers then. I know you fired a shit ton of them like two years ago. You let like a ton of them go. Yeah, hire a few more back. Put them on stats only. Releasing stats. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't it, know. If, I, um, I it. It's a lot of work. But priorities, man. You want to succeed? You want this to be a long-term thing? Fans. Fans are number one. If, you, if you're interested in Stats Lab, it's on I gotta, the Overwatch I gotta site. I got to my ownership first, right? Oh, oh, except for get a new fucking owner if that guy doesn't like it. Like, yeah, it's easier said than done. Look at the New York Knicks. Make the fans happy and the league will succeed. That, I'm with uh, that's that is we hold the power so uh, you know it is it is if they lose us they like lose that. everything. Me, I like yeah. looking up stats. I want to know what's going on. And we like Overwatch. We love Overwatch. Yeah. I'll tell you this: it's a buzzkill having to wait until Tuesdays to see the stats. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you've already moved on a little bit from it. Yeah. The the only other the only that that same euphoria you get right after watching a match when yeah. you're super stoked to like just go look and see how everybody played today, it's not the same on a Tuesday. Saturday night, Sunday night, you're stoked. You just watched it. You want to see it. <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> but by Tuesday, it's kind of like yeah, I wish it was two days ago now because I'm not super stoked about it anymore. You know. Um. But that being said, I do want to shout out at Captain Planet OW on Twitter. That's uh, this is a guy who's in charge of Stats Labs, and he's he's a good guy to follow. He's uh, he's he's always tweeting right when right when the lab comes out, and uh, he's he's really quick. I've, I haven't personally noticed any errors. I've noticed a few people on Twitter giving him a few errors on there. Um, super quick to fix them. How the fuck do people on Twitter know if there's an error if they have no stats to look at? That's a good question. What stuff like there's a player missing? It's I'll tell like you that. this. But that's true. They could just be, you know. I'll tell you this. I think uh, it's not like baseball, which I guess would be hard to do too. But <laughs> Overwatch League would be a lot harder to try no, to No, baseball's slower yourself. though. Like yeah, you, you, you get a hit, you get a walk. People go can, to baseball keep, games and you can keep mark their scorecard. Yeah. Overwatch you, League, you cannot. No. Oh, oh, that guy just tagged. The side of uh, you watch the kill feed, and you can write down emails, yeah, but with that's about it. Junk rap, but even with that, there's only final blows. Ball, whatever the yeah. fuck they call them. And what? How much? How much damage is that? I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah, yeah. We have no way. But 40, 35, but we, 37. But we rely on it. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. We do not know. Um, we'll talk about this bit much more in the future as well. I want to do a whole topic talking about stats and. How how it how it's how it's uh, factoring into you know waivers and and you know your own personal research through the week. Um, let's run through this uh, scoreboard here real quick. So on our first matchup, we had Choice Poppy. Scoreboard. We should probably tell people that we only have eight teams in our league. This is an eight-man league. We also are in a ten-man, which we're not going to focus on to, to the see. Eight man, that is with some random people we don't know very well. Yeah. But the eight-man, we know everybody personally. But they named that ten-man after you. They did name it after me. But. As well um, they should. We did eight only because that's <laughs> just the number of friends that we have that are uh, willing to play Fantasy Overwatch right yep. now. And we're hoping that will grow in the future. Three of them with us are part of our five regular five-stack. Yes. So, you know. Five-stack. 
Not a six star. We're missing one. We're missing one, yeah. One of them quit video games like a bitch. Not just now. He's not listening to this either, so. He'll never listen. Um, what did what did your balls so, pop off? <laughs> back to our scoreboard. So, to our first matchup is Choice Poppy versus CP Shots. In this matchup, CP Shots was able to take the W 384.42 to 289.74. Ew, who is that? Top performance. Well, it looks like uh, looks like Choice Poppy didn't really know about the few of these players uh, on this buy here. He had Profit on the Dynasty, Michelle on the Dynasty, who uh, and and Dogman on the Rain. All three of those guys didn't see any time. So it would have been nice for him if that architect and McGravy sitting there on his bench would have would have been able to uh, help him out. CP Shots looks like he made all the right calls because he doesn't have very many points on his bench. He's only got 19.46 on one of his supports there. But he was lucky with Haxel. Haxel was up there with almost 102 points. Um, and then he also had Lastro. Wow, I didn't know Lastro put up those. That you know He had one, almost 107. Pretty good week from Lastro. And that's really who was uh, who was who was working through uh, CP Shots's uh, roster there. Janu um, is a tank for Choice Poppy, who you could always rely on to put up points. He had 108, but it wasn't enough for Poppy to get it done. So he moves to 0-1. CP Shots moves 1-0. Our next matchup. <clears throat> Sketchball's Muscles versus Winston's Furry Banana. Now, Winston's Furry Banana did a real nice job with his buys, seeing he's only got one support in that uh, did not play this week. He could have put Gray from the Eternal in, but uh, he still was able to, to secure that W with Carpe, Corey, Nevix, Gargoyle, Jonak, uh, B. Dosen, who didn't play at all, and Color Hex who, although as a troll, only scored 52 points. I did like him, I did like seeing him wave to that uh, NY crowd, though. They didn't like it. Sketchwall's muscles, uh, he he was unfortunate enough to have Violet as his second pick. That's unfortunate now, because I'm, you know, later on in the season going to not be saying that, but Violet, who didn't get any of those points, and Bianca, who were two of those guys I was talking about were just a point that they did not play. Um... Because Hoppa's nasty. Hoppa's, Hoppa's doing it. He had Stratus, though. Stratus had 96, so he he only had a point less than, than his than his teammate Corey there for DPS, so maybe he's not too much of a sleeper for this week, like I called. But Winston's Furry Banana pulls it out 523 to 215. Our next matchup. Pussy's Pussies. He's got... <laughs> Versus Dank Tank. Dank Tank was e able to get that win. Pussy was <laughs> out of the country, and he's got a lot of zeros on there. EQO didn't get any time. Fury didn't get any time. Talked about both those guys being disappointments that they didn't play. Hey, Sh Shoe and Creative Pusay's both. Pussy's got some solid players that could be very good. In the he's got good old Hoppa sitting on his bench. Hoppa. <laughs> I like Krillin. Brosson didn't play at all, so it's nice that he was on his bench. Um, but I actually really like Dank Tank's team. Side player didn't didn't get it done this week. He was part of our uh, bad beats. Um, Ellie Vogt got it done though. Ninety seven for that for wow, that Justice Dank, Tank. Dank Tank Shaz Twilight and Sherford. Shaz Twilight and, and Sherford all crushing it. Striker's on his bench. 
Wow. He, wow. So we had our top overall scoring guy on, on the bench this week. Um, but anyway, Dank Tank was able to take that one, 438.8 to 212.85. So the, the pussies go down 0-1. Poor Gene Parmesan. Um, Dank Tank getting it done. I like your squad, Dank Tank. And finally, the marquee matchup of the weekend, um, which includes the top scorer of the whole league this oh, whole wow. weekend. That's good because you're, you're – Overwatch League team sucks. <laughs> so at least you have that to fall back on. Yes. Clandy's taking it over. Trustful's Nutful's 570 to 354. And we were, well, you know, that's obviously the two of us here. We, we were lucky enough that we got a matchup this week one. Made, it, we, made week one and week two pretty exciting um, for us. Talk, texting back and forth, talking about what we were thinking. I felt, uh, I felt, Pretty terrible after that first week where Libero, who was my starting starting DPS, didn't play a single minute. So that was cool. But still able to overcome that and, and crush it. Really on the back of Choi Holbin, uh, 135.26, really just crushing it. I reached for him, got made fun of a little bit, and I feel pretty good about myself now. And I lucked out with Poco. Like I said earlier, Poco came in and played all of Fury's minutes, scored 81 points. I dropped a couple of players and picked up Dante and Boombox to try to fill my roster after yeah. having some bad buys and or those guys, coronavirus. How many minutes did those guys play there in the Libero Club? Uh, what do you want me to multiply that number by? I want to multiply it by, uh, by infinity. Oh, zero. Still, <laughs> still zero. Yeah, so the, between the three of us, we had three players that didn't play at all. I dropped a few players, but I, I had KSF on my bench, which that extra 89, almost 90 points would have been nice over Libero. would have break the 600, which would have been tight. But the 570, I'm happy with. Blase, 33, not great. Troy already said. My all, team's not looking great. I gotta well, be you had number one support. You know what, though? Aim God. Number one support. Fisher, Sinatra. You had Bird Ring on your bench. Bird Ring's nasty. Yeah. Bird, Bird Ring is awesome. Bird Ring looked really good, by yep, the way. Yep, he looked really Let's good. Let's talk some more gladiators. Wow. Let's go 10 seconds on that purple. No, purple. we're not going 10 seconds on the purple seconds. purple. I'm already going out on a, on, a, on a limb for that one because gladiators, I mean, not gladiators. Yeah, let's go. Outlaws might look like the worst team last weekend. This is the first two weeks. Outlaws oh, fans. I'm going to make your nipples so purple. Outlaws fans, I bought an Outlaws hat and I thought it was going to help them win. But you can put a rally cap on and flip it inside out. I don't know how much that's going to help. <laughs> um, that's what, so we have, you know, four teams undefeated, four teams uh, with uh, with no wins. That's how it goes after week one. Um, very excited to see uh, the moves that people are making. Very excited to see uh, how how other people in the league are, are valuing uh, different players that we might value differently. Hopefully, we're going to be able to bring um, some league members onto the show and get their point of views too. We'd like to have, like to have you guys. I think you're going to make it this long. An hour and 22 minutes. It's a long podcast. It is a long podcast. You think anyone's going to listen this long? Um, we're going to cut some of it, but there's also good music at it too. I want it to be about an hour, so we went a little over, but I can see like all these podcasts I listen to, people are talking about like, man. I always go so long, and I always think, like, I never have that much to say, but I do, because I can keep going to do. I got a lot to say. I'm glad you're listening. 
This is the, this is the podcast that's gonna help you win your league, and that's your league with me, which you probably are. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And remember, it's Overwatch fantasy time somewhere in the world. Neighborhood Overwatch. Neighborhood Overwatch is a subsidiary of the Morse Boys. We're not creeping in your windows. (laughs) Hopefully we're just creeping into your fantasy lineup. (laughs) Fantasy. Whoops. Neighborhood. Neighborhood Overwatch is a subsidiary of the Morse Boys Podcasting Networks.